0: Welcome to the Cold Steel Surgical Podcast with your hosts Amir Farouk and Chad Ball.
1: So, hey, thank you so much for joining us today on the Cold Seal podcast. We're really excited to bring this uh, series of episodes to the podcast, highlighting some of the best presentations, research, things that we saw at the recent Canadian Surgical Forum that was in the beautiful Vancouver, uh, uh, British Columbia, Canada, uh, just uh, earlier in September of 2023. And uh, I'm delighted to bring back one of our former residents from Queen's University, hey Mir, to talk about the work um, that he was a part of when he was here uh, at Queen's as a resident. Um, uh, and the, the principal investigator for this, I'm sorry, the, the first author on this paper is Sydney Patel, and the senior author is Kelly vote from uh, London. And welcome again, Zaheib, uh, to talk about the delay trial.
0: Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Good to see you again.
1: So, hey, can you, for anyone who doesn't know you, can you tell us about um, where you are currently and um, what what you're
0: what you're doing for your fellowship? Uh, yeah, I'm currently in, at Dalhousie University in Halifax, Canada, and I'm doing my hepatobiliary fellowship here, um, about two months in now, and um, yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, it sounds like things are going very well, and you're really enjoying yourself in, out in
1: Halifax. Um okay. so Zahib, so, hey, let's dive right into it. So this uh just for context, this actually was presented at the CSF um best papers uh session. This was actually each um subgroup within the Canadian Ge- Association of General Surgeons chose a paper to send to the best paper presentation. Um that was uh, on the last day of the conference, and uh, Dr. Auer, Dr. Jason Park and myself were, were lucky enough to chair that session. So, uh, we got to hear from some really phenomenal, uh, folks that were doing some phenomenal research. And, um, your paper actually, uh, along with your co-authors, uh, Sunil Patel, Lisa Zhang, uh, Madeline Lemke, uh, the good Rob Leeper, Laura Allen, Eric Walzer and Kelly Vogt won the top prize. So can you tell us about what the delayed
0: trial was and what was sort of the impetus for this trial? Sure thing. Uh, I I would have to completely agree with you. What what an interesting and awesome session that was hearing all the the work from from colleagues across the country. Um, With respect to the delay trial, so this uh, arose out of work that um, the group at Queen's had done. Um, I think mostly during my time as a resident, perhaps starting just a little bit before, just looking at timing of surgery, operating overnight, and whether or not there is a difference in outcomes. So the group had actually looked at some population-level data out of Ontario using the ICS database, uh, looking at timing of appendectomy and risk of complications, proportion of complications as a result of operating overnight. Um, and really, what we wanted to do, and, and, and the idea was actually um, uh, put together by Dr. Sunil Patel and one of my senior residents at the time, Dr. Lisa Zhang, who's a colorectal surgeon in Ottawa now. Um, they really wanted to uh, look at, in a very pragmatic way at what if we delay patients with you know straightforward appendicitis to the next morning instead of operating overnight. As I'm sure many people have this anecdotal experience of um, booking those types of patients for at the end of their day list and then one uh, or two cases happen that bump you and all of a sudden the, you know you're faced with the prospect of doing a, a relatively straightforward appendectomy at a somewhat inconvenient time not just for yourself but for the OR staff uh, and for the patient who you know usually is quite well but perhaps doesn't uh, need to have urgent surgery in the middle of the night. So can you tell us a little bit about the study
1: design and your inclusion criteria
0: yeah, so this was set up as a, a two-center, um, non-inferiority-based trial. Um, the There was a composite outcome of uh, um, several sets of complications, uh, you know, immediate, immediate post-operative complications, uh, readmission to hospital, VTE, all of these that had actually been looked at in the previous population-based work and together formed a 30-day composite outcome in, as, a, as a primary outcome. Um, <clears throat> Patients that presented with appendicitis uh, in the uh, evening hours that were planned to have surgery um, between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. were randomized to either receive surgery within six hours or to receive their surgery the following morning at any time after 6 a.m. Uh, patients were recruited both at uh, Queen's University and at Western University by our colleagues there. And uh, ultimately, we looked at how they did after surgery. We measured some of the uh, intraoperative and perioperative metrics as well, um, and the overall complication rate. And we were happy to to report that there was actually no increase in complications. There's actually a slightly lower rate of complications in patients that were in the intervention group, meaning patients that were delayed to the following morning for surgery. This was set up as a non-inferiority trial, and we were certainly able to demonstrate that for the primary outcomes. The secondary outcomes were, yeah, perfect. I think you have our our manuscript there. Uh, The secondary outcomes were perforation rate and operative time. And the proportion of patients with perforation was not significantly higher. um, And the operative time was actually lower um, in patients in the intervention group. So you can see those findings uh, right there. Now, There's really no no other major differences uh, to highlight we were not able to show superiority but certainly the effect estimate was trending in that direction
1: so z i think one of the questions that you asked is did this result in overall longer stays for patients given that you were not
0: operating on them immediately so uh length of stay in hospital the metric we looked at was prolonged length of stay Um, They Obviously, by virtue of how the study was set up, those patients would have had to stay in hospital uh, a little bit longer than patients that got surgery immediately, uh, although not always, but the prolonged length of stay outcome was not significantly different between the two groups. And uh,
1: I think one of the things that...
0: Right, here we go.
1: Remind me, what was this composite primary outcome?
0: Yeah, the the composite primary outcome included things like, um, you know, immediate post-operative or 30-day post-operative, cardiac outcomes, respiratory issues, readmission, uh, perk drain, uh, visit to emergency department. And emergency department visits actually were a key metric that was important to look at because that's one thing that uh, other studies in the literature have shown can be different in in these uh, subgroups.
1: One of the things I think is important to highlight and some, the, something the moderators of the session really picked up on was that this was a very much a resident-led trial. Uh, can you comment a little bit about how the recruitment process went and how residents
0: were involved in this study? Yeah, 100%. And I, I really wanted to highlight this because this, you know, the, the, this trial being recognized uh, in front of all of our peers at the Canadian Surgical Forum and, and being accepted for publication, I think is really a testament to um, all the residents that were involved in in this study. My um, colleagues at Queens as well as uh, colleagues at, at Western. So as residents, you know the the patient <clears throat> patient recruitment and um, uh, getting them involved in the study was was very much done by the residents. Um, these patients are seen at, you know, odd times in the, in the evening and overnight. And so randomization, uh, recruiting the patients into the study, explaining all of that and really carrying out the study protocol was was facilitated by so many of my colleagues. Um, <clears throat> and at the end of the day, they also looked after these patients and performed their operations. Um, The uh, important part in that, obviously, is uh, the analysis of outcomes. Uh, People that were analyzing the outcomes were blinded to that whole process. And and so uh, you try your best to decrease any bias uh, in the study process.
1: That's fantastic work. Um, What are some of the things that you learned from being a part of this study? And can you tell us some takeaways that you want uh, folks to walk away with uh, from your study?
0: Sure, so I think uh, from a clinical standpoint, uh, what we've been able to show is that it's really not uh, uh, wrong to have patients with straightforward appendicitis who are not unwell, who uh, you know don't need a higher level of care in ICU or don't come in with frank sepsis. It, it's okay to do their case the following day. The caveat is you don't really want to delay them beyond 24 hours, as there is some uh, literature to show that outcomes at that point uh, seem to be worse. Uh, But you can comfortably, uh, using level one evidence from Canadian centres, delay your patient's case to the next morning instead of operating on them overnight. Ultimately, I think that makes a difference for you as a surgeon, makes a difference for the operating room staff. It doesn't overload the ORs uh, and take away from patients that are perhaps more sicker and need urgent ORs, but now cannot get in because there's a case going on in the middle of the night. Um, and at the end of the day, I think it's it's probably beneficial for the patients too. They get to uh, not have surgery in the middle of the night. They get to rest and, and still go home the next day, as long as you know nothing untoward happens during their operation. From uh, the standpoint of being part a part of part of this trial, uh, to your second part of your question, uh, you know, there's so much I learned running a clinical trial is so challenging um, at, at one center and especially so at two centers. There's just so much that goes into being able to share information between two institutions, um, but also just setting up the study protocol um, and, and executing it at the end of the day. So I certainly have, uh, I, I had I'd learned a lot about clinical trials during residency and then during my master's uh, when I did the CIP, but I, I think actually going through this process, I was, you know, on the ground experience and I learned so much about about the, the practicalities and the difficulties in practice of, of how to do this. Well, Congratulations
1: again uh, for all your hard work and for uh, and thank you again for sharing your uh, study with us today. We'll obviously have a link to it in the show notes, uh, which uh, the, the the published manuscript is in in annals of surgery. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear lots more from the good Dr. Mir in the future. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Cold Steel, the official podcast of the Canadian Journal of Surgery. If you have comments or questions, please email us at podcast.cjs at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.